your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. Seven thirty-nine, and members of an extreme right, sometimes downright offensive online community, Ilbe, have been charged with defamation after wrongly identifying the identity of the victim of the teacher rape case in Shinan Island recently, saying that a different teacher from the same school was the victim, circulating her photo. This teacher, who was wrongly identified, resigned, citing severe psychological distress from false identification. Is this what we refer to when we talk about secondary damage from media reports? And obviously, most media outlets are more responsible than Ilbe, but still, we do see mainstream media occasionally taking things too far. On the line, we've got Dr. Park Aran, senior researcher of the Media Research Centre at the Korea Press Foundation, whose research focuses on media law and policy. Good morning to you. Good morning, Mr. Jensen. Thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us. So, can you first explain this concept of secondary damage? Okay. So, uh, when the media reveals too much information related to the victim, the secondary damages, such as defamation or invasion of privacy, likely occur. Uh, for example, the media that reported on the Shinan County case revealed too much information about the female teacher, so her private information such as age, photos, and a school has been widely distributed on the Internet. That is the secondary damage. Yeah, I mean, why anyone would want to try to expose the identity of the victim here is highly questionable in the first place. So. Broadly speaking, though, I mean, Ilbe is an extreme example, but generally, would you say that the media coverage of that, what was a gang rape of a female teacher in Shinan County, is that an example of, of secondary damage? Yes. Uh, after the media report, the teacher's privacy was violated by the media and online users. That is the exact secondary damage, and such a disclosure would be the digital scarlet letter, which cannot be erased on the net. Also, the residents of Sinan County were victimized. The res residents were severely criticized simply because they were neighborhood of the criminals. Uh, I mean, there were other issues like past salt mine slavery that came up in the media as well, and something that we talked about on this very show, and, and you can see it from both sides. There is obviously a need to uh, look at law and order in the area. We welcome any further messages on that in particular or the media's responsibilities generally. Pounder Sharp 1013 for 51 per message. Dr. Park, where should the media draw the line, though, when it comes to public interest and curiosity? Uh, yeah, that is a difficult issue. Um, it is really hard to draw a line between the public interest and curiosity. But when the media report, they must think whether the issue is related to the public's right to know or public interest. If not, the media is simply serving public's curiosity. Can we entirely blame the media, though? Don't we, the public, media consumers, also have to take some responsibility for what we're interested in? Yeah, uh, we can blame the media for their reckless disregard of human rights of the victims. 
Also, the public as well as the media should be liable for such secondary damages. People must rethink before Googling or searching portals to get information about someone. Yeah, I mean, having worked in the media for a considerable number of years now, I see this all the time. What news editors are often wondering and choosing content is what is the public interested in? As I said, this extreme online community may have its own agenda, but generally speaking, we are part of the same problem here if we are pushing our media too far to, to find those details or not making it clear. I mean, there are avenues to complain as well if you find stories distasteful. Uh, what about, though, Dr. Park, the government or regulatory officials? Should they get tougher with media ethics guidelines here in Korea? Uh, actually, uh, government or government officials cannot urge the media to follow the ethics guidelines. So it might, be, it might cause censorship issues and mm. it will invade the freedom of the press. So the guidelines are not mandatory. The media are recommended to follow the guidelines, though. Right. Obviously, can go too far, and as you just mentioned, uh, ending up with censorship and the potential even for cover-ups. But is there a danger, if we don't strike the right balance here, Dr. Park, that there could be other further secondary damages, if we like, a different kind of secondary damage, uh, copycat crimes, for example, that people might commit as a result of exposure to graphic details in the media? Mm, yeah. Actually, I hope this case would be the last one as such. There are no copycat crimes. People should recognize that such horrible crimes should not happen again. Also, the media should be careful not to inspire criminal behaviors. Yes, Dr. Pak, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. Dr. Pak Aran from the Korea Press Foundation. Got to say that, you know, there has been a shift in public consciousness a little bit in, in the last few weeks. Maybe it's something that I'm even more conscious of dealing with the media, obviously, every day and, and, and speaking via this radio show, but... The, the consciousness of, of the vulnerability of, of girls and women, for example, in, in Korean society. I now have you know, probably a handful of times since these stories started breaking out after the awful Gangnam murder case have been in a situation where maybe in the evening walking uh, at night or, or being in an elevator situation have been virtually alone walking near someone who might be vulnerable. And, you know, I've got to say, as a man, I feel very conscious of the fact that I don't want them... I don't want them to feel scared or anything of that nature. But, you know, it's a horrible position to be in, to, to be living with these suspicions. Does the media have a role, then, not to feed those suspicions or, or to make sure that we're all more conscious to prevent incidents like that from happening again? You can imagine someone who was inclined to commit a crime maybe being encouraged to do so if they thought that uh, others had done so and and it somehow validated it it's a twisted way of thinking but is that a concern you have be uh, very welcoming of any of your messages on this pound sharp 1013 for 51 per message our emails open to you as well efm this morning at gmail.com